Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Beatrice, supporting pharmacy across RX dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery. Hello and welcome to this festive favourite, the Talking Pharmacy Christmas Special. I'm Richard Thomas and joining me for our seasonal shindig is the whole gang of CIG editors, Rob, Neil, Arthur, Monica and Millie. Now, we know just how challenging this year has been once again for all of you out there in community pharmacy land, so hopefully we can lighten the mood over the next 30 minutes or so. Coming up, we'll share our suggestions for who or what we'd like to put in Pharmacy Room 101 and we've some great nominations from our listeners too. And we'll reveal what's on our pharmacy Christmas wish list for Santa and gaze into our crystal ball with some predictions for 2023. And then we're going to the pub. But first, uh, as is traditional with our seasonal special, here are some Christmas messages. And a very warm welcome from Wales. A huge thank you to Richard, Rob and colleagues for an amazing set of podcasts throughout the year. They are relevant, informative, challenging and great fun. More of the same, please, for 2023. To my community pharmacy colleagues across Wales, thank you. You have been delivering for your communities with great professionalism, resilience and fortitude against a backdrop of challenge after challenge. Quite extraordinary. Diochem Arian, thank you so much. Happy Christmas and a happy and healthy and prosperous new year. As we come towards the end of 2022, I've been reflecting on what has been another busy 12 months for the National Pharmacy Association and the pharmacy sector in general. Let's face it, it has been an extremely stressful period for everyone in the world of community pharmacy and many of our members are thoroughly down at heart. For years now, community pharmacies have been asked to do more and more work for less and less payment and our capacity no longer matches the demands made on the sector. As ever, the NPA has been proud to stand with independent community pharmacy and support our members through it all. Looking ahead to the new year, there will be some big debates in England about the community pharmacy sector's fundamental purpose and direction of travel. The weighty matters we're going to have to navigate together include the future direction of the profession and the way community pharmacy is represented, contract reform, and how to restore the sector's battered finances. Not everyone will agree on the way forward. We'd better all accept this at the outset and prepare to seek common ground and discuss our mutual concerns robustly, yet respectfully and constructively. Meanwhile, I wish you all and your friends and families the very best for Christmas. May you come back rejuvenated for the new year ahead. Thank you. Chris Martin from Wales, their good friend of the pod, and Andrew Lane, chair of the NPA. Open your presents. Right, let's do Pharmacy Room 101. So this is where we're going to come up with our pet pharmacy hates and consign them to oblivion in room 101. Rob, let's come to you first. I'm sure you've got a pretty long list. What are you putting into room 101? Uh, hi, Richard. 
uh, well, I've got a long list here, but I'm just going to I'm just going to restrict myself to a couple of phrases I would like never to hear again. Very good. What are they? So the first one is the phrase "community pharmacy has a role to play." <laughs> you know, when you go to a conference and there's usually somebody from, I don't know, NHS England or, or uh, you know, it might be another profession, another health profession. And they come out with this phrase, community pharmacy has a role to play. And you think that it's not really adding anything, is it? Either be a bit more specific and tell us how community pharmacy can be plugged into that or or what exactly it can do. But this sort of nebulous has a role to play. Um, I mean, my postman has a role to play in Christmas, you know. Um, and it just seems to me not to say anything. And I'm going to add, I'm going to add to that. And this one tends to come more from from colleagues in the sector. People talk about pharmacy having the potential to do something, um, and that could be absolutely literally anything. So I I think I'd get rid of those in favour of something a bit more direct and a bit more evidence based. So. I think we should be saying community pharmacy is. I mean, Richard, you introducing this whole uh, podcast today have talked about um, or reflected on the fact that community pharmacy's done some amazing things over the course of the year. It's demonstrated great resilience. You know, it's demonstrated uh, involvement in new things. It's demonstrated activity with commissioners. It's benefiting people in that achieving outcomes. In some cases, and right now, it's struggling to get medicines and actually achieving that um, w- when it can. And I think, therefore, it would be nice to, to to not just say pharmacy's got a role to play, but say what the role is. What is the role? And if you can, add in an example of where that role is already being delivered. So it, it makes it current. It challenges people to expand things rather than come up with adding pharmacy in. Um, so that those are my two. I'd like to get rid of those. I certainly don't ever want to write either of them again. Thanks very much. Yeah, I love that. It, extended rules is another one, isn't it? Isn't it, Rob? They're not extended rules for pharmacists. What pharmacists are doing? Exactly. But I, uh, yeah, uh, that that's a great one. Um, okay, so they're going into room one hundred and one. Arthur, what are you going to throw into room one hundred and one with those phrases from Rob? Okay, well, this has the potential to get quite. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Cut that out. I am going to put into room one hundred and one dispensing at a loss. Uh, the incompatibility of uh, drug tariff prices to what the, the expenses that are that contractors are actually having to bear. It's been a problem over the past, you know, several years, particularly in the past twelve months, as with uh, inflation, the war Ukraine effect, war in Ukraine affecting supply chains, um, but it's particularly become really acute in the past kind of twelve months. Pharmacies just they they're having to pay kind of really exorbitant prices for for medicines that are you know very commonly prescribed and and it's just completely unpredictable. They don't know. Uh, what the tariff rate is going to be, and often the, the tariff rate is, you know, is still significantly lower than than the price they've had to pay to the wholesaler, and um, and it's just it's completely uh, unsustainable the 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 current state state of affairs. Um, it's something that the PSNC is um really uh, driving home, and it's in its talks with government. Janet Morrison says she raises this every week. How just 
unsustainable um, this is. And it's getting national cut through at the moment with the current you know crisis with antibiotics and the and the strep A outbreak that's um, that that we're seeing. Uh, pharmacies, you know, that are are getting bills from wholesalers for uh, antibiotics that you know usually they're paying kind of one pound a bottle, but over the past few weeks it's gone to you know. 11 12 pounds or 19 in some cases um so just completely unsustainable um and i hope I, I really hope that there's some kind of movement on that in 2023 um we ran a story earlier in the year um on a report the department of health put out on um the uh, new kind of regulation or new, new powers that that it was granted a few years ago that it can now kind of demand information from manufacturers and wholesalers about the price of medicines, and it can uh, and it could actually ask them to 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 limit prices, um, if it thinks it's necessary. It hasn't since since it's had those powers. It hasn't seen the the need to use them, but I wonder, you know, if if the say the 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 the, the problem with antibiotics, that's um that's bound to be putting huge pressure on the government because, um, there's just so much public outcry about it. I wonder, will there be kind of more of an inclination uh, on the part of ministers to actually use those powers? Good shout, Arthur. That uh, dispensing at a loss, that can definitely go into 101. Um, yeah, uh, well, I, we'll come back to um, the, the supply situation and the whole mess of reimbursement late, later on in the podcast, uh, I'm sure. Uh, no, uh, I said at the top of the pod, didn't I? Our listeners have been getting involved in this as well after we, we put the call out on Twitter. Uh, so I'm going to read out some of the suggestions now. Uh, Mike Hewitson, friend of the pod, he wants to put pharmacy PMR systems into room 101. Uh, pharmacy needs patient management systems, says Mike, that can be used to power the next generation of pharmacy services, not glorified labelling systems. Uh, we've got this from Jonathan Underhill. He wants to put this in 101. Not shutting up and listening in the conversation with a patient. Okay, Johnny. And Darren Powell, pharmacist Daz on Twitter, has a, a controversial suggestion for Room 101. Unlike Darren, he wants to put the whole of the pharmacy profession in there. Um, why? Because, he says, we are our own worst enemy and I've yet to see a cohesive or even semi-cohesive voice to inform government on how best to utilise the profession. So there, um, nice one, Darren, all guns blazing with his Pharmacy Room 101 suggestion. Okay, um, let's go to you, Monica, then. What do you want to put into Room 101? Uh, thanks, Richard. So I think we've had um, a fair amount this year of a lot of pharmacy staff continuing to face um, abuse from customers. So I would like to put um, abusing staff in the bin. And I'd really like the general public just to take a step back and have a think about the bigger picture um, when they choose to take their frustrations out on the people behind the counter. Um, in the spirit of Christmas, uh, spread some love and kindness to your pharmacy team this year. I'm sure they deserve it, and they've been working a lot harder than you know. Such a good call. That. Um, we, we report increasingly, it seems, on, on levels of abuse that pharmacy teams are facing. And, yeah, quite right, Monica. Patience, just show a bit of patience, I think. Um, Neil, okay, I dread to think what you're going to come up with. Uh, you can't have Matt Hancock, he's banned. Um, what are you going to stick in Room 101? 
Well, I'm not too far off, Richard, from Matt Hancock, to be honest. But I've, I've gone for the obvious, and why not? Uh, the Tories. Um, okay. Put the Conservatives in the bin. Um, I, I shouldn't have to explain this one as far as community pharmacy is concerned, should I really? I, 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 anyway, we've had NHS reorganisations, starting with Lansley's disastrous Health and so- Social Care Act, which was the creation of CCGs, controlled by GPs, which gave community pharmacies across the country very little scope to get involved or have any influence. Then we had funding cuts to Pharmacies Global Sun and five years of frozen funding. Then a reluctance to help pharmacy during the COVID pandemic. Pharmacies, by the way, that prevented the NHS falling to its knees. Um, and somewhere amongst all of that was another uh, NHS or is another NHS reorganisation, CCGs being abolished and replaced by integrated care systems, which we're told will involve pharmacists, pharmacies and a plethora of other healthcare professionals. And let's wait and see how this develops over the next year or so. We've had three different prime ministers this year, the Tories who do not understand or value community pharmacy have been in turmoil. I detected some optimism uh, in, in, in some quarters when Rishi Sunak was, uh, uh, took over the, the prime ministerialship. But given the fact he'd worked in his mother's pharmacy, uh, it was, well, hey, well, this is, this is good news for pharmacy. Is it? Is it, though? He gets pharmacy. Someone told me he gets pharmacy. Well, do me a favour. He, he, he surrounded himself with people who don't get pharmacy. Stephen Barclay, Jeremy Hunt. And others. Um, the Tories, for heaven's sake, think there are too many pharmacies in this country. That's a fact. Uh, they couldn't give two hoots about pharmacies, particularly small independents. Um, if they did, they would never have refused to write off the £370 million in loans that helped keep pharmacies go- going during COVID. Those pharmacies, by the way, that helped to get uh, ensure the patients had their medicines and, and, and doesn't bear thinking about if they weren't there. Um, if the Tories really cared... They would have sorted out an appalling price concession system by now, which sees, as Arthur mentioned earlier, that sees pharmacy struggling to make, already struggling to make ends meet, having to pay these ridiculous prices for, for medicines above the tariff price um, and consistently operate at a loss when they supply medicines to patients. Um, pharmacists are literally paying for patients' medicines out of their own pockets and in the process of being put in an invidious position by the Tories, who, by the way, would never have cut pharmacies' funding in the first place if they understood the true value of pharmacy. Um, just to finish, I read somewhere that there seems to be a finite term for governments in this country of around 13 or 14 years. This lot have been in power for 12 years too long. Bar humbug. <laughs> Neil, on his political soapbox there. Okay, um, well, Room 101 getting quite full, isn't it? Um, Millie, what have you got to, to add to that? How to follow that? I don't, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so mine is kind of for the whole healthcare industry. I wouldn't say this was down to pharmacy just at all. Um, but back in May, I wrote an article looking at the gender gap in ADHD diagnoses and my research and talking to people um, kind of found that across the industry, there is a significant gap in the way that women and men are treated throughout our healthcare, healthcare system. Um, I'd like this gender gap to go into room 101 as I think it's about time that we give conditions exclusively suffered by women and people with a uterus uh, such as the menopause their due Um, hopefully the government's uh, women's healthcare strategy that I think came out in July will help with this but yeah that remains to be seen for the new year again great call Millie yeah really good suggestion that um, we, we would all agree with that uh, I'm sure. Um, all right, I've got some more suggestions uh, for Pharmacy Room 101 from our listeners. Um, I'll read a few of them out. This from Amanda Smith. 
she's got a gripe with receptionists or doctors who say to patients, I've sent your prescription to the pharmacy. It will be ready by the time you get there. Amanda wants that in room 101. She also wants the phrase shipping order in there as well. Um, Ali Sparks in Neath says NHS IT, please, for room 101. Um Ali's up for a pharmacist revolt by the look of her Twitter feed as well. Never upset a girl from Melon, I say. Uh, Mark Griffiths of Community Pharmacy Wales says simply concessions. And Mike Holden, what does he want in Room 101? Well, we've uh, we've talked about this. The current contractual framework, undervalued remuneration and the dysfunctional reimbursement system in room 101 uh yeah lucky it's a, a big room mike um mike also came up with a pharmacy christmas film choice uh which we didn't ask for um miracle on victoria road um isn't that where the department of health and social care is anyway that's a terrible suggestion mike uh lunch on you next week hello everyone this is lela hamburg chief executive of aim I wanted to record this short message to wish everybody a lovely Christmas and a very, very happy new year. I believe that pharmacy teams everywhere epitomise the very spirit of Christmas, and that is kindness and goodness to all. In return, our profession pharmacy is trusted, loved and respected by the public that we serve so well. So this Christmas, I ask all my pharmacy colleagues to remain together, to live in hope and the belief in ourselves, our colleagues and our profession. So once again, Merry Christmas and a very, very happy new year. Open your presents. Right then, everyone, let's have your predictions Open for your 2023 hearts. or what's on your Christmas wish list for Pharmacy Santa. Um, quick fire round this. Uh, Rob, let's start with you. Uh, wish list, Richard. Pharmacy in England. I want it to have a strategy which is aspirational, achievable, positive, progressive and measurable with a plan and a timeline, and I'd like it to be endorsed by patients. Job done. Nice. To the point. Excellent, Rob. Um, Monica, what about you? Uh, thanks, Richard. I'm going to do predictions, more palm to pee switches, and I think it's going to be Rise of the Health Apps 2023. Um, check out Training Matters February issue for more. We will do that. Uh, Millie, what about you? Thanks, Richard. I reckon pharmacy technicians are going to be taking on more and more responsibilities as we've seen this year, and it's going to continue into 2023. Excellent. Quite right, too. Um, Neil? I'll definitely echo Millie's one. I think technicians, this is definitely the year for technicians. I'm I'm going to be cynical as always, and uh, I hope the Department of Health are listening to this because... if they carry on the way they're going, we'll have to see more independent pharmacies closing in 2023 if they don't sort out the concession system. And now. They definitely do listen, Neil. Will they act? That's the question. Uh, Arthur. Uh, my prediction for 2023 is that we are going to see the big multiples slim down their store numbers even more, uh, particularly Lloyd's Pharmacy is my guess, and that the AIM size members, uh, kind of independent multiples, they're going to, to keep expanding. And uh, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see kind of how the nature of those uh, kind of middle-sized operators changes when, when, when their, their numbers uh, continue to grow. Yeah, the, the, the shape of the market is, is beginning to change, isn't it? Like you say, Arthur, it'll be interesting to see where that goes in 2023. Um, I've got something on my Christmas 
wish list. I like Santa to send Steve Barkley and his entire ministerial team just to spend a day in a community pharmacy so they could see what it's really like at the coalface because you know, they're, they're badly out of touch. They could talk to patients. They could see what they feel about pharmacy or how they would feel if their local pharmacy closed. They could, uh, they could um, even hold their constituency surgeries in the pharmacy. I just thought of that. You, you could have that one for free. Um, but seriously, I think they learn much more about the challenges that pharmacy teams face and the amazing service they provide to patients and the value they give to the NHS in the company of, um, oh, I don't know, top of my head, Rena Barai, Ade Williams, Lindsay Fairbrother, Jackie Lewis, uh, Shilpa Shah, um, Oliteo Arakawi. Mayak Patel, Vicky Ferno, these are just some of the pharmacists we've talked to this year. Although, to be honest, uh, I could pick literally hundreds of others. They learn more about pharmacy from these people than in a, in a month of briefings from their civil servants. So go on, Santa. I've been a good editor this year. Please make that happen. Merry Christmas to all my friends at the Talking Pharmacy podcast from Rena. Thank you so much for your constant wit, intellect and keeping us on top of everything that's been going on in pharmacy and yet another busy year. And to all my community pharmacy colleagues and all my pharmacy colleagues beyond that, wishing you all a very peaceful and restful festive season. As we come to the end of 2022, uh, one thing that community pharmacy, least of all in England, seems not to be lacking in is an eventful uh, timeline. But what I would like to do at this particular time, reflecting on the year, is really to uh, pay credit to all our colleagues in the community pharmacy team. Least of all, those ones that don't get to have their name in a certificate put up as the responsible pharmacy. I've stood behind the pharmacy counter, looking after their community, supporting their team, um, making sure that uh, people uh, get the care that they expect from community pharmacies and uh, usually sometimes gets taken for granted. Um, just to support, just to really thank everybody in the team, especially those in our support roles as well, and my colleagues as well, the pharmacy technicians, who all of us together uh, continue to link our hands, um, trying to weather the storms, uh, keep each other uh, boiled up, and most especially, uh, continue to make sure that come what may, uh, the lights come on, the people get looked after, the NHS that community pharmacy represents with continuity, compassion and excellence uh, never fails to be there. Great words from Ade Williams there and before that from Rena Barai, two fantastic pharmacists. Now, as we've been recording this podcast, we've had one late addition to room 101 and this is from uh, Outsider who is the P3 pharmacy columnist. I just sent it in and Outsider says uh, the part of pharmacy and medicine supply that I would like to consign to torture in room 101 and never see again is something that has plagued us since 1858. Introduced to protect the profession and the public it now hinders more than it helps and that is the conceit that is the prescription. Three, two, one. Stop looking at me. So, so, 
So I, I said we'd end this podcast in the pub, and in fact, so we have. In fact, we're in Century Club. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Shaftesbury Avenue, courtesy of our good friend, uh, Nicky Smith from Jungle Cat Solutions. This is the last podcast of the year. All that remains is for us all to say to you... Have a good one. Don't three, go. Three, two, two one. one. Merry Christmas! Christmas. We so, so That's probably worse. That's probably worse. Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Beatrice. Supporting pharmacy across RX dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery. Hi, Dr. Hilary Jones here. Happy Christmas to community pharmacy teams everywhere. And thank you for your fantastic work on behalf of patients all year in these challenging times. Oh, by the way, I do love listening to Talking Pharmacy podcast. Oh, yeah.